same in China, China different, different stories. stories. We are the ones that found their way, way in, life. in a new life. Adopted babies, Adopted from, China. babies from China. Hello, welcome to ABC Adopted Babies from China podcast. It has been a minute since I last recorded and now I'm like getting back into the groove and I thought this is a great opportunity that I get to record with a fellow individual named Molly well I guess a friend back from good old Maryland where we both grew up which I'm pretty sure you grew up in Howard County as well mm-hmm. yes okay <laughs> and I think you're you're only what a year or two years younger than I am like did you graduate 2012 2013 I'm 2012 you're 2012 oh okay so we're only Mm -hmm. a year apart okay yeah Um, I don't remember high school too well but we did (laughs) go to the same high school so I don't know it's kind of exciting to be able to talk to you after all these years because I know I think we were familiar that we like both knew each other were adopted Mm -hmm. I know you have a younger sister too right Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also adopted. Different part yeah. of China, but yeah. Different part of China. Okay. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think we ever really talked about it. It's like, so talk about your adoption and your identity uh, at age 16, 15. <laughs> I mean, I definitely wasn't in touch with identity until probably 10, 11 years later. And that's mm-hmm. how this podcast came to be. Okay. But All right. I always start with asking, tell me more about your adoption where you're from, if you know a lot, or if you want to know a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Molly. Um, For those who are listening, um, I was born in China. um, And I actually kind of have a bit of a unique adoption story in that. So I was actually um, born in... Um, I was kept by my birth family for the first like five months, um, of life. And I was actually found outside of an orphanage one morning in, it was October 27th. And that, that's, uh, what we now celebrate as my found day, which is a whole other story we can get into later. Um, but I was actually the only child at the orphanage, um, a super rural, um, community, And it's interesting because in order for the orphanage to continue to get funding, um, I guess, from the government, they would actually take in kind of like elderly folks from the community. And so the orphanage didn't have any babies except for me, but it had a bunch of like old people. And so I had round the clock care with people, um, you know, taking care of me, holding me, like fighting for like who gets to have the baby, um, which I know is not you know, not typical at all for, um, for a lot of adoptees, including my sister. We have a very different, um, I guess like adoption story, but yeah. So I was found, um, outside of an orphanage about five months old. Um, I was, I was in great health, um, from the, Mm -hmm. the pediatricians who, um, first evaluated me and I had a little bag of clothes. They had a little bag or a little tin of like BB powder, um, And there was a couple rags with little armholes kind of ripped out for, I don't know, like a jacket or a shirt. And so Mm. I really don't know much about my birth family at all. Um, I don't know my real birthday. Yeah, I I was always raised with um, my parents viewing adoption as like a great act of um, an act of love in in my story. Mm -hmm. Um, It was always like talked about in a positive light. 
so that's that's a little bit about like the beginning part but yeah yeah okay and your sister is is she a couple years younger than you I honestly don't remember yeah she's three years younger and then your mom I kind of remember meeting her but I don't remember if you were also adopted by you said parents so I wasn't sure if it's like both mom and dad or yeah yeah okay. so my um my parents they they wanted to have um children and they they did interfertility yeah like IFT stuff for for years and years and years and um yeah weren't weren't successful and then my dad had a buddy who had a friend who was like an adoption coordinator and they were the ones that suggested it. And so that's how um, Megan and I came uh, into the picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, what part of China are you from? Or I guess the orphanages that you were brought from? Yeah. So I am from um, Guizhou province. Okay. And then my sister is from um, Guangzhou. And I'm probably butchering the pronunciation for <laughs> both of those. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it is. It is. Okay. You grew up in Columbia your whole life too, right? Essentially when you were brought here to the yeah, U.S. Yeah. So I was in um, Falls Church, Virginia for the first three years. And then I would um, grew up in Laurel, Maryland. In Laurel, County okay. Area. Yeah. From, you know, like grade school up until um, I moved for college. Okay. So we did have the same school school system. We did go to the same schools, I'm pretty sure, then. Probably the same elementary, middle, and high school, I'm imagining. Definitely high yeah. school. Yeah, I think so. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that much from that. But I was like, oh, it's been over a decade for sure since <laughs> I think we both graduated. So Yeah, yeah. That's weird to think about. Yeah, I know. I was like, did you ever really think about adoption while we were in high school? Because I definitely – I mean, I talk about, of course, my experience being – this podcast but I think that's like I'll hear other people's experiences and it's like well now let me talk to somebody who I did go to high school with like I don't know if you ever really thought about it in high school at all or after yeah so I um I definitely growing up there was never like a coming out sort of conversation of like oh yeah by the way you didn't come from mommy and daddy I think um, you know, from the yeah. beginning, um, that was very like evident. And, um, we <laughs> talked about it, like growing up that, you know, you have, you have two mommies and one's hap- one's over in China and, you know, that, that's yeah. how life happened. But, um, I think being adopted and coming from, I guess, like a biracial, um, family too, because both my parents are Caucasian. It was on my radar, too a lot growing up because um my mom um she wanted my sister and I to be exposed to Chinese culture and so Mm -hmm. we actually grew up going to a Chinese Christian church um over in Silver Spring and that was really cool because we would have um like English service and then um like months once a month there would be a combined service and then they would also have a like a traditional Chinese lunch and then like Mandarin like Chinese school classes and so I would say I was like in tune a little bit more, I guess, with like Chinese culture. Um, yeah. And then just also very aware of, um, I guess, like kind of like the, the race aspect too. Right. Just because I feel like in our our area uh, where we grew up, I mean, there 
in comparison to others, there's more more diversity, but there I feel like there isn't like a huge, you know, like right. Asian population. Um but yeah, and I remember even like in, in middle and high school talking to um people about adoption and um people mm-hmm. being very curious because like I don't look like a millennial at all. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. Lots of conversations from that. Okay. And then I guess when you were in your last year of high school then Megan must have been in did she also go to him go to him in too? Yeah, no? she did. Yeah. So ah, we okay. were um uh, we overlapped by a year, I think, if I remember correctly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My memory it serves me. It's like I just remember what your sister looked like at age probably like ten. But that's mm-hmm. not <laughs> pretty sure that's not what she looks like now. No. Uh, <laughs> being that we are here now. Okay, so before we started talking, you actually said you're doing a residency right now? Yeah, so I, um, from a super duper young age, I knew I wanted to um, be a doctor. And so I went um, went through like undergrad with the plans of going to med school and somehow made it into med school. And now I, um, I'm doing my residency in emergency medicine. So three years oh, I'll graduate um, and be an ER doc. So oh okay mm-hmm. oh wow okay so you knew that you wanted to do that from a very young age yeah did you do your undergrad on the east coast too or did you go somewhere else i did it east coast i did it towson oh towson okay so mm-hmm. that's actually pretty local too also also very maryland <laughs> mm-hmm. it's all maryland experience and then yeah. okay yeah. Med school, I was in West Virginia. I went to the osteopathic school down at Lewisburg. And so that was a complete culture shock. Um, and so oh. that was a whole other sort of situation because, you know, I grew up in suburbia to mm-hmm. um, I was in this rural health program in, um, in med school. And so I was at a rural base site for my third and part of my fourth year rotations where you had to drive, you know, 30 minutes for a Walmart kind of like one or two stoplights in town kind of thing and it was really cool really mind-opening um and I loved it okay and you were there just for a year that part or Mm -hmm. a a few years yeah yeah so I I kind of bounced around between third and fourth year between um, it's called Petersburg West Virginia but then they sent me all over the place and I'm in where I'm at right now is kind of a more rural area um a little bit too Oh, okay. Because you mm-hmm. said you're in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, Pennsylvania is a pretty, pretty big state. So yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know yeah. exactly what that means, but yeah. So I'm like, I think I'm about like an hour and a half or so from Pittsburgh. And then Johnstown okay. is where I'm doing my residency. So that's like the next biggest town. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's pretty cool to hear that you're following what you wanted to do when you were much younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these are all things I did not know about you, of course. <laughs> yeah. Is that a cat or a dog? So I have um, a dog. We just adopted him oh, about a month okay. ago. It's like, I see a tail, I think, or I thought it was a wire. It's like, no, that's <laughs> No, that's tail. his tail <laughs> wagging. He's very preoccupied with his shadow. <laughs> so. Okay. Very cute. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure my vision was not totally off here. <laughs> Yeah, he's. You're in Pennsylvania with a dog, and then is it your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm engaged too. So it's been a really, really big year for both of us. So in one 
one year span. I matched her residency, got engaged. Um, we moved to Pennsylvania. We bought a house. We rescued a dog. Started residency for you know, my dream career, and so it's just been an absolute whirlwind of adjustments all around. And so um, I feel like I'm finally getting settled into everything. But yeah, it's finding a, a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I gathered that because. Actually, I don't remember if I, like, reconnected or found you again on something. You know what it was? I think Facebook was, like, here's a memory from 10 years ago or 12 mm-hmm. years, 11 years ago. Mm. <clears throat> and I was, like, oh, Ma-. and I think that's how I remembered. I was, like, oh, wait. Mm. And then I think I clicked your name and that's how I was, like, okay. And then, like, looking at mm-hmm. your your socials, I was, like, whoa, looks, is this all, like, in the past year or is it? Uh, <laughs> well, no time like the present. I mean, mm-hmm. good old. So you had a, you had done a lot of your schooling then, well, I guess undergrad, med school. Med school, a lot of it was during the pandemic, like the yeah. height of it, right? Oh, were yeah. you called in at all to do anything as far as applying what you're learning while learning it or you were able to? Eh, not so much. Like my third and fourth year rotations, that's when um, COVID was at, at the height and um, for the beginning part, at least like before the, um, vaccines were released and everything, they, they kind of didn't want, um, a lot of the students from the school to be exposed to like COVID patients. And so I know, I remember hearing some like nursing students and stuff, they would get, um, like, I guess like released or like graduated early and like released into the workforce, but it wasn't quite that way for us. Okay. Yeah. Our experience was definitely changed because of COVID, um, like the workflow and I guess like the acuity of patients and, and everything else, but. Okay. Yeah. So the timing of it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I definitely have heard a variety of experiences too. Uh, I'm sure depending where you are, it varies what they do as far as who gets to work or who shouldn't be working. So, mm. well, congrats on all your big milestones this past <laughs> year. Thanks. Sounds like next year. Do you, I'm, I'm like kind of curious though, like with the eye-opening experience with your, when you were in West Virginia, was it like kind of like a reverse culture shock and was it pretty intense? I don't know if that you had that experience. Like were you one of the only Asian people and then you're also like a, like a doctor essentially, right? So it's like yeah. were most of your patients, like there wasn't, it's like rural Appalachia, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh. It was super rural and it was also, um, when I was doing those rotations, it was like definitely the heart of COVID. So that was, that was a very interesting time in my life being, uh, like Asian American, um, Mm -hmm. female too. And I think a lot of the comments and the questioning and everything else kind of stemmed from, um, either just like curiosity or lack of education, um, cause I would get questions like, oh, are you one of them? Or like, are you a Chinaman or, um, you know, like, what are you doing here? And so I think a lot of, um, a lot of the, the comments were just kind of curiosity of like, all right, you know, we have the world shut down because of this virus that like stemmed from China and what is this Chinese woman, you know, doing here? But I think they, they saw mm-hmm. and they recognized that, you know, I'm there to learn. I'm there to help people. And um, no one was, um, you know, like purposefully um, hurtful or said anything bad. Yeah. I think a lot of it was just kind of um, just trying to figure 
figure me out. So. Hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, it's nice to hear that experience. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, I'm sure you've been asked that before, but I'm just genuinely curious now. Okay, I'm switching gears back to high school because now I'm just curious. But do you, do you still have friendships that you maintain from high school at all or – uh, a lot of like newer friendships recently. I still have a good amount of um, friends from high school. Actually, I came back home um, this weekend just to to visit my family. And uh, Megan, she actually has um, a daughter now, so I have a niece, and so I got to visit her, which was really cool. Um, but anyways, some of um, two of my best friends from high school. Um, one uh, went to high school um, with us and then another one, she went to Reservoir, but uh, we got to meet up and we went for a little hike and um, they got to meet the dog and stuff. And so I have a couple, probably like a handful of people from high school that I, I still um, am in touch with and like talk to like on a regular basis. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just curious. It was like, cause we went to the same place. Not mm-hmm. that, cause I don't remember, were you, what, what activities were you involved with? Did you do um did you do you didn't do band did you you no. just dance right no no I did um I did dance a little bit but I wasn't in like Jayco or company or anything um I did I was like and I didn't do any sports too I primarily um did a lot of like art stuff and so oh. I I did like AP art and um yeah so Okay. I mean, and then I guess you're very focused on getting into a school related to the field that you were interested in. So then by then, well, by the time the last two years, I think your shift might focus. Oh, uh, yeah. Shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also did um, the like intern mentor program. And at that time I had um, an interest in like plastic and reconstructive surgery. So I had a, um, I got to leave school half the day during my senior year and do, um, got to shadow a plastic surgeon and got to scrub in on cases like surgeries and stuff, which is really cool. Whoa. Okay. You had a very productive senior year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure I was lazy. I didn't really do anything. I just was like, (laughs) I'm out. Uh, but my undergrad experience was very much uh, similar to your West Virginia experience, but I went to undergrad like right across from West Virginia border in Appalachia okay. in Ohio. And, oh, um, cool. I think I think college can be a little bit harsh sometimes too, mm. depending on where you are and who you decide to mm-hmm. hang out with. But yeah, I think it was a reverse culture shock actually. It's like, yeah. yeah. The present day, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's been It's been some time. Hmm. But you're still in school, so you'll be another four years, you said? Uh, the residency program's three years. So Three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, well. it. we started, like, official start date was July 1st, but it already feels like I'm, um, like, I've been there forever and ever. Like, time's gone by so fast, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, technically, or I guess it's still considered like ongoing the pandemic it hasn't really i don't know if there's ever going to be like a conclusion they say or not but it seems Mm. like it's still uh, well at least in new york it seems cases or another strain or something has come out but i'm not Mm. really sure just sort of expect that it's part of the yeah part of the routine now yeah so we have um right now it's the the huge you know issue is 
not necessarily like COVID itself. Uh, I mean, we still do get cases from time to time. Um, But the the biggest thing right now is like the staffing crisis, just because like we don't we don't have staff um, to run the hospital like it, it usually should and we don't have the nurses to staff the floors and because of that we we aren't able to move patients once we admit them and so we have a ton of patients that are boarded um in the emergency department it's not just my program it's you know it's across the country um right and so it's it's really hard and it's it's dangerous too you know because you have you know just picture your loved one having like a medical emergency and not being able to um get them, you know, the proper space and, um, yeah. proper care just cause there's not, uh, there's not enough people to work. So mm. that is, that is pretty unfortunate to hear. That's like a huge crisis right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it bounces back, but I, I can't imagine it's going to be like a quick turnaround based on everything going on still. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then of course, like medical school residencies and stuff, that's, that takes time for everybody. So there should hopefully be like a bigger crowd at some point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, we'll see. Switching to adoption again. Mm -hmm. I usually ask, but do you, have you been back to China too? Do you want to go back? Yeah, I've actually, I've been back to China five times. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, the first time um was I was three and granted I don't remember much but it was when um, we went to go get my little sister Mm -hmm. second time was a trip with my pastor and his wife they were adopting a little boy from China um and he um actually had a cleft lip and cleft palate and when he came back home he had a series of like reconstructive surgeries and everything and um, is doing awesome. And so that, that's kind of where I got into like being interested in plastics uh, and, um, yeah. reconstructive surgery. But anyways, they, they had a trip to China every year at my church, um, where they would do like a summer camp and, and, um, like English language kind of stuff over there. And I was too young to go at the time and I was super bummed about it. So my pastor, he invited me to go along and, um, help out with the adoption. So, um, but the, the three other times after that was to like help teach English and help um, oh. with uh, like the English language camps and stuff. Okay. So was that throughout the younger teen years or it's also into like your early 20s? Uh, that was all, all younger teen. I think my last trip to China doing that was um, my junior year of high school. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You were really in touch, more in touch, I think, with like adoption stuff than I myself personally. So very mm-hmm. cool to hear. Do you think you'll go back to like where you're from, like the city that you were adopted from or any interest? Yeah, I think I would want to at some point. Um, realistically, I don't have like any tentative plans for when that would be yeah. or what that would look like, but I think that would be really cool. Um, at least to, to go back and like visit, um, like visit the orphanage and, um, like the province where I came from, I think that would be really, really something cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had like thoughts of, um, what it would look like to find like my birth parents and and everything. Um, but I haven't like actively pursued that. Um, and I, I honestly don't even know where I would start. Um, Mm -hmm. it would just be more so like 
out of curiosity um, right. than anything. Yeah, yeah. Because I think as times have developed too, it's like DNA tests and everything. I think there's like multiple multiple resources like there's a few different ones some Mm. specific to like Chinese Mm. but I think related to government and politics with China too there's a lot of concerns or other like specific blood tests that you have to do Mm. in China so I'm not really sure not an expert on that but I've heard a lot about those side note did you ever do any of the ancestry like DNA testing I did yeah yeah I think I think like my awareness with adoption and really getting in touch was, oh my gosh, it's been four years now. Yeah, four years now. And I think Mm. it's just like all of a sudden I kind of went through the deep dive and it's like all of a sudden in like one in that time of like after turning 25, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to China. I'm going to do these DNA tests Mm. and I'm going to start connecting to the adoptee community because I know it exists. And then that's how it all happened. Because I think prior Mm. to 25, I didn't really – think about it too much or yeah. I still had exposure to Chinese culture even growing up but mm-hmm. not not quite like involved with it mm. but what is it 23 and me I think has been a better one for like adoptees especially like Asian East Asian adoptees mm-hmm. versus like ancestry DNA I think ancestry DNA has more of a like European mm. ancestry focus okay so Highly recommend the 23andMe one. Yeah. And then hmm. they usually have like sales where you can do like 23andMe with like the health component and it costs mm. a little bit less. Like you save a little bit if you do it during like a sale or something. Yeah. I mean, Black Friday's coming up, so we'll see. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember if I got it like Black Friday or something, but it was something like, oh, you mm. can get the health for free, which I guess like as adoptees is like that might be very helpful to know because mm. our medical history isn't exactly right. Known. Question mark. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think. I think they've added that, though, in health records when you're, like, filling out those forms. It's, like, medical history and it's, like, I'm adopted. It's, like, an option now, which is, which is nice. That is nice. Mm. Before, it was very much, like, uh, do I, like, write what my mom has? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would. I don't know. <laughs> um, but there's, yeah, that's always, like, a process, too. I've heard from, like, various people that um, I have, like, a fr- good friend, Katie, who I met connecting to like the adoptee community and she actually like went to China and Mm. like did the DNA stuff in China and like put posters and everything and I was like props to you I don't know how you do that but Hmm. it's like you hear all the stories uh, but I guess it really based on what you're hoping to find or like what what the outcome yeah Hmm. I think I'm similar thought to you though it's like it's curiosity like I'm very Mm -hmm. curious I always forget it's like yeah I had a cleft palate too so it's like I don't know if that's like a helping distinguishing factor or not but Mm. it probably doesn't matter that was repaired in China before I was adopted so who knows Uh, yeah very fascinating cool oh sweet yeah so this is usually where I insert a break share but i'm like very curious how did you meet your fiance did you guys meet at towson 
Did you know no. each other before Towson? We met um, volunteering in, uh, whatchamacallit, um, at the firehouse, actually. Oh. So back in back in Laurel. Um, Whoa. Yeah, okay. so he, uh, he works as a paramedic right now full time. And then I... Um, I started volunteering there just to get some like um, hands-on like medical experience and everything. So we met and he was in the friend zone for like four or five years before we started like kind of hanging out and things changed a little bit. And, mm-hmm. But it's been, it's been really great and he's perfect. So we complimented oh, wow. each other well. Okay, yeah, you said paramedic. I was like, okay, so you guys have a similar, mm. not the same, but very similar fields of mm-hmm. interest. Whoa, okay. So you guys have known each other for probably about 10 years or so now too then, right? Or no? No, we've probably known each other for six years now. Um, uh, something like that. Maybe more than that. I don't know. Time is weird. <laughs> Time is weird. I yeah. know. Well. I was like, I'm somebody who's like been in a relationship for not even six months. So I was like, how do mm-hmm. how do people stay together for so long? Because <laughs> I was I was actually talking to like a friend who I who also went to like the same high school and everything as us because we mm. grew up together. And I was like calling her. It's like, so you've been married for a bit now, and you were dating this person before, but like, how do you guys stay together? Because like, this is what's mm-hmm. happening with me and my my boyfriend. We just keep mm. having this argument. And she's like, well, I was like, I don't know how people do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody give me insight or help. I don't really know. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, there's a very small number of people that I also keep in touch with, mm. and then or yeah. visit or talk to. So it's like, oh yeah, let's go see. Um, but yeah, I'm always curious when I hear like people like, yeah, I've been with this person for this many years. It's like, dang, tell me your <laughs> secret. Cause I'm sure all relationships. Well, then I was like, people get married. So there's gotta be something that everybody is <laughs> doing right to make this happen. Mm. And I can't figure it out yet. Mm. But yeah, I, I definitely met my boyfriend. It was like the, the new way, I guess, or still the common way is like through an app. So mm-hmm. But I guess in New York City, it's um, there's just so many people. So. Yeah. Is that where you are yeah. right now? Yes. I've been in New York City for two and a half years. Yeah. Oh, wow. I moved, I moved during 2020. Gotcha. Dang. Um, no determined. I, I was like, I didn't really have – I kind of like did the career thing for a little bit, like worked at a job, like a full-time position mm-hmm. in like marketing for about two – no, no, three years, three or four years. And then I came to New York because things happened and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. So currently I like freelance. I don't I don't have like any full time job. OK. Uh, and I was like, I don't really want to go back to school for anything yet either because I know that's like a cost too. Mm. Um, so I've done a full year of like freelance though. And it's cool. like, I was like, I survived. So I'm good. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think with like, well, like New York and dc area dmb i mean there's a difference in like cost but i think we're like accustomed to kind of like a higher cost of living so i think Mm. i have that mindset here and it kind of helps yeah it's like i hear people who come from like smaller towns they're like what (laughs) why is a why is this cappuccino like nine dollars versus four at home Mm. uh, well and then inflation that's a whole nother whole nother thing 
Shoot, I um, I don't think I could hang up up there with the prices and everything. And just it's <laughs> it's funny just because like my perspective has been um, so um altered or just being exposed more to like different parts of um the world and like Appalachia basically. But um, because like mm-hmm. for context, my rent in medical school was um three hundred dollars. $312.50 a month a month yeah I mean granted I did have to pay for um like utilities and etc and so total maybe 500 for everything whoa but like yeah. cost of living was super duper cheap um yeah <laughs> and so I I like can't even fathom <laughs> And it, it's super cheap out here where I'm at too, because I have some co-residents who um, bought houses like you know three bedroom, two bath for like ninety grand, which is like wow. insane. Yeah, I don't think you'd even get that even in a suburb of like the city here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and then you got you bought a house, right? Too. I did. Yeah. So it it just it made more sense i knew we wanted to get a dog and eventually start mm-hmm. a family maybe in residency who knows um and there isn't a lot for um like rental market out here yeah and so um a lot of the other residents they ended up buying um too and so that's what people have done in the past so i was like why don't we just yeah. like try it um and we found a place that like we both are absolutely in love with and it's perfect so yeah yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause if you're ready to settle down and everything, you have somebody, mm-hmm. it's like easier to make those plans yeah. usually. It's like bounce it's, off, I guess. It's wild too because the mortgage here is literally only 20 bucks more than our three bedroom apartment in um, Hagerstown. So, <laughs> yeah. Which, like, which is kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's like a, another friend. So it's a, she's a jewelry designer. I'm only thinking of it because she was here in New York City doing the design and everything. And then for all the holiday markets, she has like pop up shops. Hmm. And then she actually moved. She also found somebody and got married and they moved to like Maine. And then hmm. she was telling us, well, I also saw her house too, but it was like a five bedroom house. And she's like, yeah, so the cost of the mortgage here. We, so we were able to pay off the whole mortgage because the cost of the mortgage here was like two or three months of rent in New York where I was. And I was like, that is mind boggling. Like, Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So whenever she does – because she, she does come back to the city for the holiday markets, I think that's like her mm. primary market. And then – so when they're not there at their home in Maine, they just put it on Airbnb. And then mm. it's like, wow, that's, that's really smart. Also, mm. I just can't believe that that – that cost equates in that way (laughs) um yeah i don't know how people do it i mean i i rent for i rent like a tiny room in a three-bedroom in queens Mm. for like 800 bucks not including utilities so it's like oh those are the day these are the days (laughs) yeah it's like i don't know Uh, but i guess there's the whole accessibility and everything being around is nice it's convenient and then the trains Mm-hmm. I I could not I still don't understand like how the DC metro system that you had to pay for like distance. <laughs> Here it's just like one two seventy five can get you from like all the way up in the Bronx to all the way down in Brooklyn. So it's like this, hmm. this is how it should be in DC. I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah. Um hmm. that's cool. Yeah. 
That was a side rant, but yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Okay. Very cool. Do you ha- do you guys have a date set or you're waiting? I guess, well, you're doing residency, so it's like maybe. Yeah, we, we don't yet. And so, so we got engaged in February. So we've been engaged for a while. We just haven't figured out our stuff yet. And Plan. a lot of that is um, just because we've had so much other stuff going on with this year. Right. in the house <laughs> and the dog and um we were originally going to do like a small kind of like eloping elopement situation in october um but i just got so overwhelmed with residency and my dad had some health stuff going on and so mm-hmm. um we were kind of like yeah we'll just you know do it eventually some other time and so it's kind of the wedding planning has kind of been on the back burner because i'm just you know trying to stay stay afloat with residency but it'll right. happen so it'll happen when it happens <laughs> yeah exactly i mean you got you got where you are i mean yeah you did do a lot actually in this year so that makes sense that's like a mm-hmm. uh, very cool well i think that brings us to like the rounds it out to so the last question i usually ask is mm-hmm. is there anything you'd like to hear from other adoptees about adoption or anybody who um knows adoptees in their lives Hmm. I think it's just really interesting to hear um, everyone's like individual um, like adoption story and how um, Mm -hmm. you know how they view adoption and and their perspective on things just because I know yeah my story is very unique and everybody has you know comes from different backgrounds and stuff and so I think just hearing everybody's like individual perspectives is really cool. Um, And then I guess like another thing too, um, like you mentioned earlier about like the medical forms and how, um, you know, adoptees, um, how like, I guess it's kind of a new thing with like the family history, you can, you know, select adopted. But if there's anything else, just like being the medical side um, as well, if there's anything, um, any other changes that, that should or could be made to make things mm, more, yeah. you know, beneficial, inclusive for other adoptees. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure. Hopefully it seems like as things develop, there are like more changes and adjustments being made to like, I guess, be more PC as they would say. But and that was mostly just like kind of like a, I don't even know like can I can you there wasn't like a na like no adopt no medical history right so I was like I wasn't really sure mm. um yeah no, that then, that is a really good good point too just because um you know so much of when we're screening for for different stuff like for yeah chest pain for example we have like a risk stratification score and so you have a family history of chest pain or of like cardiac issues like you you will score higher on the um on the heart score and so um you know things like that it's interesting because it's like you know adoptees we don't we don't have or not everybody has insight into um yeah you know their their medical past and stuff so it's just interesting to think about yeah and then, yeah, I also have in my mind that your sister had a daughter, so that means I guess her daughter will know her medical history at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
it was another like kind of cool um realization too because um luna uh, my niece will be the first blood relative that megan knows Mm, you know which is like another kind of cool thing and so um in our family like we we celebrate gotcha day um the day Mm. that you know we we got got and then um we'll celebrate like airplane day too from like whenever we came back um to the states um but anyways megan her gotcha day um was christmas day um, oh. And then my sister, um, she delivered um, her baby girl, Luna, on Christmas morning. And so oh. it was like this really cool kind of like full circle um, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So last Christmas, it was Christmas Eve. Um, she was on the phone with my dad and we were just, you know, checking in and making plans for the morning because she was going to come over and we were going to do presents and everything. And um and while my sister was on the phone with my dad her water broke and then a couple hours later um luna was here so it was just a whirlwind of stuff yeah yeah it's like can't can't control that timing it just happens when it happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) well okay yeah that would be very cool to i don't think i've talked to many adoptees who've had like a daughter or son i guess like a child Mm. yeah so i was like oh well well that's very cool mm-hmm. also christmas was it was the gotcha day wow mm-hmm. yeah so she was um she was my present quote unquote <laughs> when i turned three <laughs> uh, my mom was yeah. like well i don't i don't want you to be alone er- er- like ever again so you know here we're gonna get you a little buddy here's your christmas <laughs> present and then whenever we would we would fight and bicker and argue when I was little, my mom would remind me, yeah, Molly, your sister's a gift. And <laughs> so like, thanks, mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure as sisters are. That's um I don't know. It's like Katie has a younger sister also adopted from China. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine if you guys want to like kill each other sometimes. <laughs> Definitely With got sisters. a lot better um, after I moved out. Um, and then when I left for college, we kind of had our own, own space and own, own lives and yeah. things. I think that's when we really started to like appreciate each other. But before then we would, we would bicker a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so yeah. different. Conflict to happen. Yeah. But, um, space is great too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. Well, this is cool. I enjoyed learning more about your, your story though. Yeah. I guess it's like we couldn't really talk about it when we were younger. Also, just, I don't know. It just never seemed like something to be like, hey, you want to talk about adoption today? Mm-hmm. At bef- between physics and lab or whatever class. Right. right. <laughs> I was like, um, sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was cool. I'm glad I was able to like catch you in your schedule too. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate you being patient and stuff and waiting for me and and everything so life's been crazy and oh yeah and everything but i'm glad we did get some some time to talk and stuff yeah i'll keep keep following your posts too yeah well thanks again for chatting i always say goodbye for now because usually is like bye for now catch up with you again yeah some people i have talked to 
from like the first year I did this, I still connect with and every so often they're like, oh, I'm in New York. I was like, cool, let's get together. So hmm. it is pretty cool that these types of resources do allow people to like connect. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm actually yeah, following cool. through, following up. Oh, <laughs> um, so if I'm down in, well, I don't know if Pennsylvania where you're at, but if I'm down in Pennsylvania, wherever you are, I'll definitely <laughs> have to reach out. Yeah, um, and if you ever find your way back to Maryland too, and we're there at the same time somehow, then I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's that's a whole nother thing. It's um, mm. I've talked about it on here, but I haven't been back to Maryland in I think like three years. Oh wow, <laughs> two and okay. a half years. Yeah, yeah, family is challenging. That's a whole mm. whole other thing. A whole other thing. I yeah, see. part part of the journey. It's all. Yeah. It's, it's part of this adoption journey for sure. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, I think that's also like a reason I started doing this too, sort of like to help hmm. process like mm-hmm. family a little bit. Gotcha. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Did you want to share your Instagram? Because sometimes people will like connect and like reach out. Oh, yeah. If they have so, questions. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Sure. It's um, my Instagram and my Twitter. They're both Maui Jane. It's M-O-W-W-Y, Jane, J-A-N-E. Perfect. Okay. Thank you for listening to ABC. You can reach me at adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com or adoptedbabiesfromchinapod on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day. Night, whatever. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) 